Welcome to the Rebel Babe Cave, where we chat with amazing women within the worlds of sports, fitness, wellness, and business who aren't afraid to keep it real. Every week, we talk careers, relationships, and most importantly, the practice of self-care. Uncensored and unapologetic, you'll walk away from every episode with real-life takeaways and advice. No BS or fluff. I'm your host, Crystal Rose, and I'm so glad you're here. Episode six, what of the Rebel Babe Cave is coming at ya. I hope you're all loving it and getting some little nuggets of genius from these badass women that I've been having on the show. If you know someone who should be on the show or a topic you would like to hear me tackle in the opening segment, just go ahead and slide up on into my DMs on Instagram. My handle is at Rose. It's at X-T-A-L-R-O-S-E. Let's talk about negativity. I am a firm believer that positivity breeds positivity and negativity breeds negativity. And I'm also a little bit of an empath. So if I'm like super connected to someone, it's like I absorb their feelings. And really, I think I mainly notice this when it comes to unpleasant feelings, of course. (laughs) Rarely do I feel happy because I can feel someone else's happy feelings. It's generally a really powerful, unhappy, negative, or anxious kind of feeling. So I have to work really, really hard to protect my space. I can't be around super negative people. And if any of my relationships become toxic, I have to pump the brakes like pretty hard. My husband is basically a care bear. So I'm generally surrounded by good vibes most of the time. So being that I'm painfully self-aware, I can usually tell when I'm absorbing external negativity. A couple weeks ago, I was watching a show that I'm going through all the seasons on Netflix and I noticed I suddenly became anxious and worried. Like I was just feeling dread, but I didn't know what I was dreading or what I had to be anxious or worried about. Then I realized that one of the characters on the show is doing something yet again to mess up someone's life. And I just, I had to turn it off. And it seems really dumb, but a total fictional situation just had me all wound up. I got to wondering how often this might happen and not just to myself, but like to other people that probably don't realize it. Our bodies are signaling us. They're signaling to us all the time. If you can just listen, protecting your space is so important. And I think there are times when something like that wouldn't phase me, but in this season of life, it just bothered me. Now I'm wondering if I am just weird as hell (laughs) for all of that, or if there are others who totally get what I'm talking about. If that is you, hit me up and let me know. Anyway, we're going to get even more woo-woo than that with our next guest. When I first found Julie, I had stumbled across her through, I think, mutual friends on Facebook. And I'm pretty sure she was one of my first like business women crushes. I think I was drawn to just how very much herself she was because most women I had met um, that were business owners, they just came across really stuffy but she was cool and badass, but she was also slaying it in business. And I just admired the hell out of her. And I still do. I really hope you guys get a lot out of her this episode. She is a genius. Julie Wilson-Gordon is a mother, wife, writer, health enthusiast, inventor, and successful entrepreneur. Julie's passion for health came after enduring severe gastrointestinal disorders 
and stress that resulted from being a single mother and working nonstop. After several years of relying on doctors and prescription meds, she decided to do some research on natural ways to heal the body. After just six months of implementing severe changes to her diet and lifestyle, she felt like an entirely new person. This bred within her a deep passion to share her knowledge with the world and continue to research the miraculous powers that lie within plant foods and herbs. Julie sold her first company, Raw Nation, and went on to found another incredible supplement company, Be True Wellness. Julie Wilson-Gordon, welcome to the Rebel Babe Cave. Hi there. Thank you so much for having me. You are, I'm really stoked that you're here because I'm a natural girl and I feel like you were a natural girl before natural girls were cool. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. <laughs> so we're going to get into that. But first, what we like to do is something I call goals, gratitude, and badassery. So I want you to tell me one goal that you're working towards right now or one goal that you just have what you're grateful for and badassery is something that you've done that you're like super proud of or that you just think is pretty badass. Wow. Okay. This puts me on the spot and I <laughs> yes. like it. I have one goal I'm working on right now is, is a book. This has been a goal of mine for the past decade and I finally decided to make it happen and I'm working with an editor and I'm more than halfway through it. So I've really had to just set more discipline for myself for some reason. Like I'm pretty disciplined in life, but for some reason with this book project, I just kept putting it off. So that's my current goal. And I'm really excited to say that I'm, I'm running through it and uh, I should have it done and published by 2020. Awesome. So that's a goal of mine right now. Gratitude. I try to practice gratitude every day, you know? I think it's you know cheesy to say that it's obvious that we're all grateful for our kids and our health and and I have a good husband finally had to go through a couple bad ones. <laughs> so, but I think I'm really grateful for where I live. I moved to Los Angeles. It has its ups and downs out here. Don't get me wrong, it's not all perfect. There's a lot of opportunity out here. I've got to meet a lot of people and this is a place that really supports a healthy lifestyle. It makes it a lot easier. And I just, I love the people I meet and I love living here. So I'm going to just give a shout out to living in, in LA and being amongst, you know, the health capital of the country pretty much. <laughs> yeah, but then, North Carolina is not exactly the, uh... <laughs> I love North Carolina too though. And I really was hesitant of wanting to move out here. So yeah. the fact that I've turned my feelings around on it that it is, and I'm grateful for it, but I love North Carolina too. And I'm, would be happy there. I was happy there for 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> and badassery. Badassery. I would say, you know, when you create a product that's yours, your formulation that you've meticulously put together, you know, I make herbal supplements as you know, and when you actually, when your idea that you put on paper that nobody else has put together before arrives and you open a bottle and you smell it and you try it for the first time and that's your baby. There's no other feeling that can replace that. It's like giving birth. And <laughs> then, you know, when you have people that write you testimonials about those products and tell you that they love them and you know that that's your formula that's helping them change their life. That's when I feel like a badass. I think it's definitely badass. The fact that, I mean, just inventing stuff, I mean, is just another level of badassery for sure. Like I said, you were a natural girl before it was cool. 
(laughs) So like what really kind of pushed you? Because I think, I'm not sure exactly when this was that you were having issues, but I know, you know, up until recently, I feel like the last few years, natural stuff was more considered woo woo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and so I, I would think that at the time what you were going through that it would have been a little, you know, to start looking for natural ways to heal your own body. So like, tell me about about that. Like, yeah, no, you're right. And it's so funny that you put it that way because that's exactly what made me create my first company was that what you just said, because I won't go into the long and lengthy story, but just to make a long story short of, you know, I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease. I had severe gastrointestinal issues. I was working two jobs trying to support my son. I was a single mom and I was only 25 at the time. So it was really challenging having energy dealing. If anybody deals with Crohn's or any kind of um, spastic colon issues, it's debilitating at times. So having to have energy to raise a son by myself, he was young at this time, three, four years old, and also work to support him and have the energy to raise him. It was exhausting. I didn't even realize how exhausted I was. So when I found a way to heal myself naturally, the doctor wanted me to have surgery, cut out half my intestines. And I wanted a second opinion, went to a second opinion. The doctor said the same thing. They both basically said, listen, this is autoimmune. There's nothing you can do to reverse this condition. You have to remove the scar tissue that's in your um, intestines. So I did not like the road that that would take me on of a lifetime of, you once you start removing things out of your body, like- next level. So I wanted to do everything in my power to try to heal myself naturally, regardless of what they told me was possible before I went that route. Because once you go under the knife, you can't go back. So I thought, let me try everything I can. And if I can't heal myself, then I'll go under the knife. That was my deal that I made with myself. So that's how I really, I never thought, I mean, I was born and raised in West Virginia. I mean, I was raised on fried food and hot dogs and Coke. (laughs) So I never really thought about, I mean, I thought eating healthy was like, you know, salad, <laughs> processed, yeah, iceberg lettuce and processed chicken on top. Yeah. So it was really a learning curve for me. And this is a couple of years. It didn't happen overnight of changing everything about what I just deprogramming myself with what I thought was healthy and replacing all of that. I went raw food, vegan for six months. I did juice cleanses. I did, you know, colonics, you know, everything you can imagine, parasite cleanses, heavy metal cleanses. I started incorporating herbs. Then I started getting really passionate about herbs because herbs really helped change my whole life. Just made me feel different, better. And I'm sure it was several factors involved, you know, just cleansing my body alone and and eating healthy, but then adding these herbs. So getting back to what you were saying is one thing I noticed, this was 15 years ago or give or take. (laughs) It wasn't very popular back then to living that kind of a lifestyle. And what I noticed from people that I learned from, books that I bought, seminars that I attended, these people were hippies dressed in ponchos and barefoot. There's nothing wrong with that, but that was not appealing to the mainstream. Right. (laughs) So I was like, why don't I make a product? And the same thing happened with supplements, you know, herbal supplements. And I thought, you know, I worked, I was a marketing director for Harley Davidson at the time. So I'm like, I work around all these Harley guys who are making fun of me for drinking this green pond sludge every day. <laughs> They've been watching me miraculously transform my health and 
you know, I'm like, how can we appeal to a Harley guy? Yeah. How can we appeal to a normal person who would never want to go to a seminar where there's a guy dressed in a poncho barefoot? Like, let's just be honest. <laughs> and so I said, there needs to be more sexiness in herbal products. There needs to be more mainstream, you know, because it's such a preach to the choir back then it was, it was all about preaching to the choir and you got to be in this clique and you got to be vegan and you got to be. And I was like, no, I wanted to create a company that was more open and accepting to everyone. And because I have a marketing background, like, Hey, let's market these products in a way that will appeal right. to the tattooed Harley guy who might would never do it. And that's exactly what happened. That's pretty, I mean, and your first product was pretty sexy. <laughs> Yeah, it was the first and only certified organic libido enhancer on the market. And it was raw herbs. So it was called Hot Rocks, H-O-T-R-A-W-K-S. So, you know, to this day, there's no other certified organic libido enhancers that are made of raw herbs that I know of that are marketed to the mainstream. And, you know, I, I went on Playboy Radio. We advertised with Howard Stern. I did things that no other raw, vegan, organic person was doing at that time. And, you know, it was new. And I'm happy to say that I'm seeing other companies that have done that. And like you said, now it's more cool to be a lipstick hippie. Yeah. You know, back then it was like, you know, you gotta, you can't shave your armpits. And <laughs> you can't, like you're conforming to the masses and I want to help the masses. It's not about conforming. It's about helping right. everyone. Right. And I think that, you know, it was like you said, like the Harley guy would be like, I don't, I'm not want that woo woo hippie shit, you know, like, exactly. <laughs> and I think the majority of the society felt that way. And I, I see it now, like the shift as people are realizing, like, not just, oh, let's live a healthier lifestyle, but like, we're putting chemicals and gunk in our bodies consistently. And that can't be good. No, can't be good. But no, um, it's not chemicals. We're just loading ourselves with chemicals and toxins and right. all of these autoimmune diseases that everybody mm-hmm. has, you know, could directly be linked to that. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Everyone right. has a different <laughs> situations. But, you know, for me, changing my lifestyle is what really healed my body. But, you know, I had no idea. Right. I think you, like, you know, it's like you allowed your body to heal itself by giving it, you know, what it needed. And, rather than shoving it full of more chemicals and drugs and whatnot. So your new company, Be True Wellness, which I am a huge friggin' fan of. Um, I never tried the Hot Rocks. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But I actually found you during the Hot Rock time period, and I just thought you were so cool. So when you went on to do Be True Wellness, and I started looking into it, put your stuff in my store, and I friggin' like... I have such a hard time sleeping. I've had insomnia forever. So your dream drops yeah, actually help me sleep. That's amazing. I hear that all the time. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Like I'm the person who will post something and everyone will be like, have you tried melatonin? And it's like, oh. <laughs> 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 like don't you think if there is something out there to try, I would have tried it, you know, meditation and, and all of these things, but your product was pretty awesome. So, I mean, I still use it every night. Well, great. And thank you for that feedback. Yeah. I mean, with my last company, I sold that company and I really, I sold it 
five or six years ago. Mm -hmm. And I really, I moved to LA and I said, I'm going to retire from making products. I learned a lot of expensive, hard lessons. It's not easy to manufacture supplements um, with integrity. I'm just here to tell you. Yeah. And so that's why a lot of companies don't. And, you know, there are a handful of companies that make really great supplements. It's very difficult. Not only are you fighting against the FDA because they're just, they want to promote drugs and not promote supplements. So um, then you're also dealing with competitors who are doing things wrong, mislabeling, making claims, putting additives and stuff in their products they're not labeling. And so I really got a little bit disgusted with the whole industry, even though I love it. I sold my business. I said, I'm going to take a few years off. Maybe I'll finally write this book. (laughs) And so I met a guy um, that lived out here that had suffered a stroke and he had completely rehabilitated his body using CBD, which is the non-psychoactive, you know, component of the marijuana hemp plant, right? Now, coming from North Carolina, I did not have the knowledge of this plant. And I immediately think, oh, you know, THC, which is the cannabinoid that gets you high. And I'm thinking, I really don't want anything to do with that because I don't really want, I mean, that, you want to talk about FDA issues. Like, I'm not even going there. And yeah. it's not really my personal medicine. So I know it works for some people and that's great for me. It doesn't work as well. And the more I started researching this CBD, I was like, holy cow, I mean, this is really amazing. And here I have all these years of experience manufacturing products and I know people and I know manufacturers and I have an in in the industry already. I started calling around and I said, I got to get back in. And it was like the fire lit back up and Be True Wellness was born. We raised the funds to start it. We launched our first product, which was, was our body pain relief cream. And then after that, we came out with the soul spray, which is my favorite. That is an herbal, because herbs, my passion is herbs. And our soul spray is a, an intraoral spray that's infused with herbs. Then we came out with the gummies after that, our daily gummy chews. And then after that, you know, the patches and then all of the beverage enhancer drops, the dream, mm-hmm. which is sleep support energy. And then we have focus, which is incredibly great. So I have seven SKUs now with this new company, Be True Wellness. And well, I say new, but we've been, we've been around for three years now. Wow. So how long were you out of the game for it? Like how long did it take for you to be like, you got pulled back in? <laughs> you know, I sold it. Oh gosh. What was the year? I think I was really kind of semi-retired for about two years. And I say semi-retired, I still was in the industry. I still went to the Expo West and East. I still went to the seminars because I'm passionate about the industry. You know, I was, I sat on the board for the um, Organic Trade Association. So I still stayed active, but I wasn't making supplements. And now I'm making supplements again. I'm like, oh my gosh. And I love it. I'm very passionate about it. I'm very passionate about, you know, regulatory guidelines and keeping people compliant right that's or just educating consumers to understand not every single supplement you see on instagram is necessarily safe you need to really make sure you're researching where these products are coming from does that like drive you crazy seeing all of the little i mean because cbd has blown up recently yes and everyone's selling it there are mlms out there hawking it so like does that just make you absolutely nuts. You know, there's room for a million other companies to come out because everybody needs this product. So I don't necessarily have a problem with more companies, but I do have a problem with 
you know, the claims, the medical claims a lot of these people are making, they're mislabeling their products. I don't, like I said, I'm a huge advocate for compliance. So I think Dr. Oz did a special not too long ago where he took, like he went to 10 different shops just in LA and bought CBD products from all 10, like he sent somebody to do it, brought them back and had them all tested by a third party. Hmm. Only two products out of those 10 actually had in it what it said it had on the label. There was one product that had such high levels of THC. If you took it, you would be out of your mind high. It was like 15 milligrams of THC in this product. And it said on the label, no THC. Then there was another one that was laced with E. coli. And let me tell you how dangerous that is. We've got people coming in buying CBD products because they have cancer. They have a compromised immune system. Mm. Giving them E. coli could really be a life or death situation. That's what I have a problem with. And it's so new to the industry and it's flooded the market. FDA doesn't even really know how to handle it. It's like the wild west. And so, and you've got people who never made a supplement in their life and they're jumping in because they see an opportunity. You have venture capitalists say, let's dump our money and make a CBD product. And everybody on their staff has no experience working with supplements, making these products, understanding FDA claims. So Yes, it is frustrating just because I feel for the consumer and there's marketing that's appealing to these people that are looking for this. And I I just don't like to see people get taken advantage of in that aspect. Right. And I think that's more of, you know, the issue because I'm in the boutique world. I mean, there's a bazillion boutiques out there, just like wine. You walk into the wine aisle in the grocery store and there's enough room on the shelf for all of these wines. So, you know, there's something there for everyone. So you know, it's not a life or death situation when it comes to clothing. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Clearly. But I think, you know, with these trends and people hopping on it, like you said, it could get very dangerous. I mean, that's an equal eye. Like that's insane. Yeah. I mean, you'd be better off taking a pharmaceutical drug than putting E. coli in your body. So, and people like that give our industry a bad name. And I'm here to tell you that, you know, if you do your research, I mean, obviously with my company, Be True Wellness, You don't have to worry about that. There's other great companies too. I'm not the only one that are doing things right. But until the FDA really comes through and is is able to get a handle on this market and regulate it better, it's, you know, unfortunately you're going to have people. And listen, to be honest with you, I had the same issue when I made a libido enhancer. I mean, talking about sex pill industry, there used to be crooks that would get loads of bottles of crap from China that was laced with heavy metals and Viagra and they would sell it as a supplement. So I remember dealing with this back then. This is just a whole new level with the CBD. It's a craze that you can't even keep up with. Yeah. I think it's hard for consumers to know what they're, you know, they just listen and they believe you. And especially with influencers, you know, you have an influencer being like, I take this, I love it. And then people are like, I trust you. So they don't do the research themselves because, I mean, who has time, right? Mm-hmm. And then they end up with something that either doesn't work and then it taints their perception of the, you know, CBD in itself for good or, you know, false claim. Or maybe they're taking a product and it doesn't even have CBD in it, like what right. Dr. Oz found out. And then you're like, I'm, CBD doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for me. Maybe you just didn't, you know, I compare it to when I made Hot Rocks too. I mean, I had ginseng and and I had, you know, really high vibe herbs in there. But when I went to started touring these facilities of how to manufacture, you know, I was trying to find somebody to manufacture my formula for me. 
you know, you can't do it in your kitchen and sell it. <laughs> so I'm like, let me go find a licensed manufacturer. So I'm touring these facilities all over the country. I went, it took me like a couple of years of formulating and I would go into the, and here I'm, you know, I'm all about raw herbs in their raw state. You know, if you take a seed and you put fire under it, it won't grow. So it's basically dead, the nutrients. So it's the same thing with an herb is alive. So I would tour these facilities, Crystal, and I would see these giant kilns, like huge kilns where they would heat them up to thousands of degrees. And they would throw the herbs in there, burn them down, put them in what's called a sludging machine, where they just sludge it against so they can pack it into a capsule and sell it. It's basically just ash yeah so like so when someone tells me well i tried ginseng i bought a 12.99 bottle at walmart it didn't work for me and i'm sitting here <laughs> thinking oh, it wasn't even ginseng anymore like you know i know that there's a place here in la called dragon herbs you go in there there's ginseng shots that are 110 dollars, but it's ginseng that's 87 years old that's been like picked by some old chinese guy like with like Legit. you know it just <laughs> has incredible healing benefits so I don't want to bore you with the whole manufacturing process of herbs, but it's really important to understand that not every bottle that says ginseng or every bottle that says CBD is going to be the same thing. Right. So make sure you're getting high vibe products from companies that have integrity and they are not processing these herbs so many times that they're basically just dead by the time you get them. I don't think that's boring at all. I think that's, you know, I mean, that's an interesting side to it that I don't think people think about. You know, we don't think about where our food comes from or like how a pill gets to us. We're just kind of like, yay. (laughs) Right, right. We order something from Amazon, we open it up and we start taking it. It's here, you know. Oh, you said I should take fish oil. Great. I'm going to go buy the, you know, cheap. Oh, God. I'm going to start on fish oil. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) fish oil. Oh. I mean, it's important, but you have to get a good brand. I sat in an entire seminar and they spoke about fish oil for like, a very large portion of it. <laughs> but it's amazing. I mean, it's amazing how you could get some that's expired or almost expired or just not, you know, as pure as it should be. But yeah, that is a, it's a whole nother <laughs> tangent. You know, a couple of tips that I like to give people, you know, to anyone who's listening, just a couple quick tips. Yeah. The product, whatever you get, especially if you're getting a CBD or hemp product, um, you want to make sure that they're, you're able to get C of A's, which is certificate of analysis. There will be a third-party lab that will test these products. I have a third-party lab test every single one of my products when it comes off production. And every ingredient is tested before it goes into production. But once you get your final product, send it off for a third-party lab analysis. It'll come back with a heavy metal profiling cannabinoid profiling. So I know absolutely sure there's no THC. You know, I have athletes that take my product. We have, we sell our product to the LA Lakers. You know, we sell our product to the military. I can't have them popping a test. So I have to make sure that my products are as clean as I say they are. So really good companies will have C of A's available. If you can't find them on your website, you can email or call and they should be able to provide them for you. Every product should have a batch number on the bottom of it. It should be like on the bottom, there will be a batch number. On, and this is for any supplement. There should be a, a UPC code. There should be all the ingredients disclosed. There should be the, the federal, shouldn't be making any kind of medical claims. If a product says, this will cure cancer or this will cure you know, liver disease, steer very clear of that because they're breaking serious laws. So those are a couple of tips and I tell people. Yeah, provide those for you, those profiles for you, that that's like a red flag. It's very Big red flag. shady. 
yeah, if you can't show me that you've tested your product, mm-hmm. then I don't want it. Now that's not the case for every supplement. You don't need CFAs, but for hemp and CBD definitely should be getting those done. Every, I think it's a requirement now actually that any hemp based products that are ingestible has to have some sort of CFA to show that there's no THC in it. Very, I mean, this is all very interesting to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's interesting to them. <laughs> so switching gears, tell me like as an entrepreneur, what has been like your most embarrassing mistake or something that like a funny, hilarious story that. Oh, of- a funny story. Okay. Because <laughs> uh, I have a lot of mistakes that have been crazy with production and it's not like I made a mistake and <laughs> I would say it's embarrassing, embarrassing that happened to me. And this is really, you're going to love this. I actually had a training that I was doing for a large distributor here in LA. This is before I lived out here. So I flew out here and I got off of the plane and I was running late. I had to get to this training and I basically, it was a very kind of like a high level distributor. And I was going to do a, a training about my product to all of their sales reps. So it was a room of about 20 people at a big conference table and it was all eyes on me. So I was running late. So I had to change at LAX, change in the airport bathroom. And I had this BB pantsuit that I got from BB. It was white, beautiful. It was a one piece. It zipped up the back. Yeah. Classy one piece BB bodysuit. I just changed into that, you know, freshened up in the bathroom jumped in a cab and, and got to this distributor training. So I run in, I set everything up and I was like pulling stuff out of the box to give everybody samples. And when I bent down, the zipper broke <laughs> and the whole entire back, and it was white. So I didn't wear like underwear or a bra. It was thick no. material you couldn't see through. <sighs> So it came undone all the way down to my butt and just fell. And I was like holding it (laughs) in front of these distributors. I'm like holding it up with my hand and I had to like gather the suit behind me with one hand, hold it up in front with the other hand and like walk against the wall (laughs) to get out of the room so that I could go into the bathroom. And I had to thank God I still had my suitcase with me because one of the women that was there went out and got the suitcase for me and I was able to change into something else. I was mortified, but to this day, everyone's like, oh, we, we will never forget the training that you did for us. I was like, well, that's a way to do it. I was mortified. Good training. Good. Tra- I learned so much. <laughs> oh like, my- so don't ever wear a one-piece suit or anything like that. Just make sure you have like, I don't know, a button-up shirt or something on. <laughs> don't, probably shouldn't go commando. <laughs> probably not that either. It's probably a good idea to always wear underclothes. Jeez. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, so with your running a business and maintaining a healthy lifestyle and you have a son, obviously like the subject of balance comes up where people are, I mean, no one ever asked men this question, like, how do you balance it all? But really though, how are you able to, you know, do all these things, traveling around, you know, hawking your products and taking care of yourself? That's huge. And then also your son, like over time, I'm sure you've learned different strategies. So share a little bit about it. I wish I had a good answer for this. And this (laughs) is a problem that I think all of us women deal with definitely Mm -hmm. more than men because, you know, I told you I was a single mom. So I struggled anyway. Mm 
Right. And when I started my own company, I did it so I could give him a better life. You know, I had a passion. I want to help people. I want to change the world, you know, but I wanted to ultimately create a better life for us. And it's funny how green I was in thinking that because the amount of work it took, it was like working three jobs and, you know, becoming a full-time entrepreneur. So having to balance it, especially with a son who was in school, I'm trying to, I thank God I had my parents. My parents helped a lot, but it was almost impossible balancing it all. And I really think that I, I started to, I would have guilt. Like if I would be home more with my son, I would have guilt because I wasn't devoting more, enough time to my business. If I was on the road constantly with my business, I would have guilt that I wasn't at home being a mother for my son, which is ultimately why I think I ended up selling the business and taking a couple years off because I just really wanted to focus on being a mom. And that's what I did for the most part, you know, other than still dabble a bit in the industry. But when I started Be True Wellness, you know, my son was older. He's now, he's 20. So he's gone and grown and doing his own thing. So I have more time now, but I really empathize with women who want to start businesses or they have dreams and they have young children, especially single moms. And that's one of my big goals in the next 10 years is I would love to start a nonprofit in fact, I'm going to, it's definitely going to happen. It's my goal to do when I'm in my fifties is I want to start a nonprofit and I want to help single moms and dads because there are single dads out there become entrepreneurs because you really don't think that you can do it with your limited time and resources. And it's, if I would have had help, um, not just financially, but mentors and legal help and, you know, childcare. And if I would have had more access to that, it would have saved myself a lot of heartache and mistakes <laughs> that mm -hmm. I made because I would just be strapped, you know, struggling on both aspects of that. So I think having a really good schedule and really just learning how to not feel guilty right. because you're doing the best you can. And I think that I haven't ever met a man that feels guilty no. <laughs> because they're traveling and they're supporting their family and that's good. Right. But I think that that's one thing that we, I just think it's of the maternal nurturing instinct of most women is that you just feel guilty. Totally. I mean, I'm, I'm like that. I don't have children, but I feel like that, you know, with my husband, his schedule is crazy. So I try to work my calendar and my schedule around his to make sure that, you know, the two days or the day and a half that he's home and he's off, that I'm not off doing, you know, working or sorry, <laughs> you know, I yeah. have nothing to do and it's hard, but I mean, I've always kind of felt like the actual concept of balance is bullshit mm -hmm. and it's really like, you know, especially if you, the more you have going on, the more like you're just juggling. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta. Something's going to give. Yeah. It doesn't mean you can't have both because you can, I'm here to say it and I don't want to be disempowering and say, I want to just understanding that there are going to be times that you're going to have to make sacrifices at home to build your business. And that's okay. And understanding there's going to be sometimes you're going to have to make a sacrifice at business right. to be at home. You know, my dad gave me the greatest quote of all time or the greatest advice. And I still quote him to this day. He said, cause this is when I was just struggling and I was frazzled and I was traveling all the time and my business was growing at lightning speed and I could barely keep up. And I had been on the road. I think I've, I flew over a hundred thousand miles on an airplane in less than a year. Wow. And I called my dad and I, I broke down, you know, cause we're strong all the time. And I just yeah. broke down and my dad said, sweetheart, you can always make more money. You can never make more time. 
And I think that really put it into perspective. And it wasn't the money I was after necessarily. It was just, I built this thing and, you know, had a responsibility to it. When I took a step back, sold my company, I think moving in when I started Be True Wellness, I had a lot better idea of, okay, I'm going to navigate this in a little bit smarter way. So I'm not going to get swallowed up. (laughs) Let's grow slower. Let's, you know, have more seed capital in the beginning and all of these things that makes your life a little easier. But I'm not going to lie. It's still hard sometimes Yeah, because I'm married now and I, you know, I might not, my son might be grown, but I still want to make time with him and I, and my family. So the struggle is there. It's always there. I think, you know, entrepreneurs deal with this that we like working. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we like yeah. it. <laughs> so it's hard when you're like, Oh, you know, like it's not just like, Oh, I have to go to work and I have to clock in and I have mm-hmm. to things. It's like, I really enjoy working. My Saturdays are my jam. You know, it's my day to get all that. Stuff. Yeah. So and you know, what's funny. I, I took a couple of years off and yes, I was busy being a mom, but I mean, I repainted my house like three times. I redid my floors. I was like, took a cooking class. I was selling jewelry on the side. I was just, <laughs> you're right. Like I was home and I was with my son, but I couldn't sit still. So I think that it's good to have, you know, like I said, work hard, play hard and have your family time and just don't feel guilty if one, you know, gets away from you a little bit, just bring it back in. Right. I think we're, women are, we're especially hard on ourselves just because we always want to do everything well and right and, you know, perfect and not God, <gasps> fail. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, but it's like failure is, failure is another thing that's relative. Failure is part of life and failing is what's made me continue to improve myself. The times I've failed over life or, you know, that word failure, what is it? Yeah. I only really think it's failure if you give up. Right. You know, it's a lesson learned and you just get up and do it again and get up and you do it again. And, and striving for perfectionism will just disappoint yourself. (laughs) Just do the best you can. Right. So what's your advice to a woman who has a great idea, but just like doesn't know where to start? You know, we're so blessed that we have this thing called the internet. It can also be a big curse as well, but you could start researching. What I did was, you know, when somebody comes to me and they say, I want to make a supplement, tell me how to do it. I know they're not serious. Right. Because you figure out a way to do it. You know, getting a mentor and having advice is one thing, but wanting someone to tell you every step to take, it just kind of, it's a red flag to me knowing that they haven't done enough research, know a little Mm -hmm. bit of the process. Right. Like, will you even do it? If I tell you, like, will you even? Yeah. And usually they don't because they're just looking for something easy, but you know, start researching, looking at like competitors, what they're doing, looking and seeing like, if there's nobody doing what you want to do yet, there's got to be somebody doing a variation of that. So you can start to look and see the steps they took. There's really great resources. You can go to trade shows if you just Google, you know, trade shows about, I'm going to say supplements just because that's my industry, but clothing, you know, you can meet people if you want to be a clothing designer. Like I know nothing about clothing design, but I think I would start researching that. Go to Barnes and Nobles. Like I love to go find books on, you know, clothing production or design and take a course, take a business class. And you'll be surprised at the people that you meet work in that industry. Even if it's on a bottom feeder level, like when I really wanted to make my supplement, I decided to be a promo model for a competitor, a sexual enhancement product that I thought was 
horrible brand, <laughs> but I, I signed up to be a promo model for them just because I wanted like an inside look and I got trained. They had a typo on their bottle. Oh, no. And I thought if they can do this, so yeah. <laughs> don't be afraid to get in and, and work for the industry and, and learn and meet people. And then you'll, if you're really passionate about it, you'll figure out a way to, to do it. That's super. I mean, that's really good advice. I agree with a ton of that for sure. I mean, when I started Rebellion, we wanted to make our own clothes to begin with and that ended up being an absolute and utter nightmare. But I think when you start something and you have this idea, you think you're alone. You know, the only person in that whole entire world that's easy to get into tunnel vision. Mm-hmm. But like you said, you can find communities that you didn't even realize exist. And there's a whole boutique community. I went to a summit last year. There's 700 women there. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like boutique owners, you know, and it's, oh, <laughs> like that's a <Yeah>. thing. <laughs> Just because you have a specific take on it doesn't make it impossible. Or that it yeah, writing down, like, you know, if you want to open up a boutique, you know, writing down, okay, this is what my costs are going to be. And I'm in, not only rent, I'm going to have to have insurance. I'm going to have yeah. to have employees. What's employee, um, you know, you're going to have to make sure you pay your taxes. Hiring a really great attorney is the best advice I can give anyone over and over again. I don't care like what you'd want to skimp on. Do not skimp on hiring a really great business attorney. That's a mistake that I've learned the hard way more than once. And like, especially making products I make, right. I have to have FDA compliance and stuff. And if you're going to have a business partner, Please, ladies and gentlemen, for the love of God, hire, you both hire your own attorney. Don't use the same. Yeah. I mean, it's, I've literally lost hundreds of thousands of dollars because of that decision. That's like the business owner thing. I mean, like the business partner thing is so, I think it's so appealing to have a partner because you're, you're in it with someone and how could we, you know, this is my best friend. How could anything ever go wrong? But it's like a, it's a sexless marriage. Mm -hmm. Really? And it's harder to get out of than a marriage. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've gotten divorced and I've broken out of business partnerships and I would prefer to get divorced a million times over than <laughs> out of a business partnership. So it's just, it's really hard. So if you have a really good lawyer, it doesn't guarantee that you're never going to have legal problems, but you got somebody that's going to have your back and not everybody who has a law degree is a good lawyer. So get a recommendation from somebody because there's a lot of shitty lawyers out there. So Very good one. I'm definitely at the point where I don't work with anyone that doesn't, if I haven't gotten a referral from someone that I trust, I don't work with them because it's just, there's too much out there. Even just hiring in-house, it's hard because people don't really care anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, they just want to get their paycheck and go home. Yeah, that's so true. So it is definitely a struggle. So I like to end with a quote. So what is a quote or something that, you know, either you live by or it's one of your quotes of the month or something that you like? (laughs) Like Well, this isn't my quote. It's a quote by a famous golfer, Gary Player. And I read it in many books. And I don't even know if he's the original one who said this, but because I've heard it in various contexts, but it is one of my favorite quotes. The harder you work, the luckier you get. And, you know, sometimes people will think, oh, you know, you're just lucky. Mm. You know, Lady Gaga talks about that, you know, it's like, oh, she's lucky because she's talented and she just met the right people. But if you knew the years before that of trudging through, and sometimes you just don't want to go do things. 
Sometimes you don't want to go to a trade show. You're tired. Sometimes you don't want to get up and get on that conference call and choosing to work anyway is when the breakthroughs happen. That's when you meet people that will take your business to the next level. That's when you'll, you know, you'll sit next to somebody on a plane who's a venture capitalist who wants to invest in your company because you took this trip. You just never know. So working hard and being out there all the time will create luck for you. And so I love that one. I live by it. I have it not in this office, but in my, I'm in my home office. I have it on the wall. Harder you work, the luckier you get. I love that. I love it. Awesome. Tell everyone where they can find you. <laughs> you can find me, all of my handles for social media is Julie Wilson Rocks. And of course, Rocks is spelled R-A-W-K-S, Julie Wilson Rocks. And then my business is Be True Wellness. And, you know, it's B-E-T-R-U. There is no E at the end of true. So it's B-E-T-R-U Wellness. And that's the same handle for our social media. And then BeTrueWellness.com. Of course, I think they can find a lot of my products on your site too yeah. or in your store. So, but no, it's just, a, and I'm always an open book. I tell people, if you have any questions about any of the products, DM me or send us an email through the website and I'll get back to every question I'll answer. Might not be right away, but I will within a couple of days. <laughs> so 48 hours. <laughs> yeah, 48 hours. I have to get that little window. You never know. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing your story and everything with us. Really appreciate having you and you are awesome. You're awesome. So are you. Thank you so much. You're a badass babe too. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Rebel Babe Cave. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to subscribe and we'd love it if you left a review. See you next week. <laughs>